Yo, pass the mic, then I'll pass the light Roll another blunt, we on good vibes Some pine kush and northern lights Red eyes, call it pretty eyes I'm satisfied, I'm in my zone Roll another one, take another toke Lit with my bros, we What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Buttenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you already know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's going on with you today, Rocky? I know we sound redundant every time I say this, but it is so hot today. Yeah, like Vegas. Good Lord. Um, but it is a beautiful day nonetheless. It's the sun is shining. So I woke up this morning. That's already a blessing as it is. So already winning. Thank goodness for yeah. that. Um, we have a special guest with us today. This uh, is big first of a kind for us. Yes, yeah. for sure, because Absolutely. we're going to flip the script a little bit. This is someone who actually came from Wisconsin to Vegas because we are a legal cannabis state um, and wanted to help herself with help uh, ailments, all kinds of different things through the healing powers of cannabis, Sarah welcome we're super happy to have you here um and some of you in the cannabis industry may already know sarah um come to find out she knows a lot of people i know already as it is. so welcome sarah we're super happy to have you on thank you so much for having me guys i'm so excited to be here with y'all and talk about what cannabis has done for me and what we really need bun tenders to do for patients and for people like myself and vegas is my home now so i'm so happy to be here with y'all Oh, man, we're so happy to have you. No lie. I think it's really good to get the other side of the coin from people that are not working in the dispensary to the people who are actually purchasing uh, cannabis for X, Y, Z reason, whether it be something recreational, that they're just going out and having a good time. And then, of course, the reason why we have cannabis laws and why cannabis is legal for those people that do need it for medical purposes, or they just need to help, the, you know, help heal themselves a little bit more, make themselves more comfortable. Yeah. So explain to us um, your journey here, uh, what brought you here, etc. All right. So I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada in August of 2018 now. In January of 2018, that year, I actually got married here in Las Vegas. And that was kind of my last hurrah before that was it for me. Um, I was losing my ability to walk to the bathroom. I was losing my ability to take care of myself in all aspects. Um, and then we came down here and it was a three-day vacation. And I went to the dispensary after that plane ride thinking there's no way I can get through these three days. I can't do this. I can't walk down this aisle. I just can't. So we went to the dispensary because I had already used illegal cannabis back in Wisconsin and it helped some. And we were walking and I was smoking a strain called Grape Stomper specifically. And the wave just hit my body and I started crying my eyes out because in that moment, I honestly thought, is this what it feels like when you lose your ability to walk? Because it was a feeling I haven't had for so many years, a feeling doctors said was impossible for me, that my body wasn't fighting me so hard to be able to function, to be able to move. And I just, I just started crying and we realized that it was the cannabis that was helping me. And my husband said, we're moving to Las Vegas. And I'm like, wait, we can't move to Las Vegas. Um, and he actually called my mom that day and said, hey, cannabis helps Sarah. The climate helps Sarah here. You ready to go to Vegas? And she said, hell yeah, let's go. Yes. And even in that moment, I'm like, we can't. How are we going to move to Las Vegas? You know. And eight months later, my family made it happen by selling everything and, and scraping everything we could. And we made it to Las Vegas, Nevada. And that's what brought me here to really help change my life. And um, I have a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. 
So it's a connective tissue disorder. So if you think of connective tissue disorder, it's the collagen is everything that holds your body together. It's the glue that holds you together. Mine is faulty. So that affects everything within our bodies from our eyesight becoming blurry, our gastrointestinal tract, every muscle, every joint, every system function in our body can be affected. For myself, it has affected my gastro system, my eyesight, um, my muscles and joints and my spine the worst. It causes constant muscle spasms because my body dislocates and sublects because it has faulty collagen. So when I talk, when I move, when I pick up a bottle to drink, my ribs slip in and out, my shoulders move in and out and so forth. This causes constant muscle spasms, which in turn cause more pain and more dislocations as we go and so forth. Um, and then with my spine as well, I have spinal instability. So I now have numerous injuries to my spine, including kyphosis and now newly scoliosis um, and numerous herniated discs and fractures and so forth that have happened simply just by living. And in Wisconsin, I went doctor to doctor and there was no option at all. They just said, this is it for you. Um, and that was it. You know, it was really, you are meant to suffer for the rest of your life and there's nothing more we can do for you. And then we found cannabis in the dry climate here. And I realized that I had a chance to live for a long time. I did not want tomorrow to happen because I laid in bed suffering with numerous doctors telling me that there will never be anything else for you. And then I found Vegas and, you know, people always say, do you miss Wisconsin? You miss home. That's not my home. This is my home. This saved my life. I belong here. And in every sense of the being, I'm so, so grateful that I found cannabis. So I already had used CBD and hemp and cannabis in Wisconsin, but it's not the same grade by any means, right? It's illegal there. So, I mean, you're buying it from a guy in an alley in a little baggie. It doesn't have terpenes. It has no quality. They never heard of a bobita pack, right? So these things are dry and it just doesn't work. And out there, I use cannabis to an extent where it helped me tolerate my life. But here, once I realized the medicinal value that truly, when you take the time to grow your cannabis the right way and take the time to take care of it, it can help people tenfold more than anything you can get in an alley from a baggie. No doubt. Uh, I think that that's always going to be true. Terpenes really help people with their quality of life so much. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's that's the thing, like when I was able to isolate the I, the terpenes that cater to what helps me with ADHD. It was like super uplifting for me. Thought I was super happy to live here because you did have people that can educate. At that time, I do believe that the bud tender level was a little higher because we were just getting out of all medicinal. So people had a lot of education. And once we became recreational, we had those same bud tenders that could teach. So honestly, in the duality of this, I believe that the education portion of this, especially for people like Sarah, is super important for bud tenders. You have to have that knowledge. You can't just come into the bud tending industry thinking that it's a disservice, honestly. If you think you could get into this industry and not have any knowledge and try to help people, it's misleading. So do your homework, understand it, because it's very important for the terpene portion of situations, especially with you, Sarah. Now, let me ask you this. When you first, how long ago were you diagnosed with this? So I was actually diagnosed as a young child. Uh -huh. um, but at the time, they just kind of said, you know, you'll have arthritis when you're older, you're just bendy and that's it. Um, they didn't necessarily realize what could happen to me once I became an adult and if EDS had taken its toll on my body, which it chose to. 
at 22, I was working and I got a compression fracture in my spine. And that's what has triggered the downfall really of EDS within my body of the pain, the spinal injuries, the dislocations and everything and so forth. What have you found in cannabis that helps? What is it that about cannabis that helps you with these? I mean, honestly, at this point, it's comfort, right? To help you get to a better comfort level? Yes. It doesn't necessarily take away the pain by any means. Okay. I deal with about a seven to eight daily still. And that's why affordability takes into a huge factor as well. You know, if I could take a gram of RSO a day, my life would be different. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And that's not accessible for everyone. Right. Um, but what I found to really help me Cannabinoids themselves are a huge factor. CBD, CBG, CBN, and THC is a huge thing for my body. When you have continued soft tissue injury, which happens with dislocations and subluxations and instability within my body, you have a flood of CB receptors, which then happen within your body. So with someone with myself, I actually don't feel euphoria from THC. I barely, barely get a buzz at all. Um, THC, I need mass, mass doses of within my body because I have so much soft tissue injury, spinal instability, and so many nerve problems within my spine, the cannabinoids are a huge factor for me. In addition to that, terpenes. If I don't have the right terpenes, I couldn't get out of bed. I could not come to your house at all. Um, myrcene is a huge one. I have to have five milligrams or more, or I'm going through that stuff like water. Linalu is another one that is very, very great for me. It has great anti-inflammatory properties. It is a muscle relaxant naturally. It, they say it, it helps with sleep and it's sedative, but oftentimes the ones that help with sleep and are sedative are the ones that are helping us function to our best lives because they're helping our muscles. You right. know, oftentimes in a dispensary, I get something with, you know, my golden mercy and I'll find something like 15 milligrams. I'm so happy. And the right. bud tender will always say, oh, you're ready to get couch locked. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm ready to get up right, off the right. couch and live my life. Right. You know, it's very different for other people that are using it for a medicinal reason and everyone has their own experience with it. So once you can really isolate what you <sighs> need and that's what helped me, it's been really, really awesome. And I use natural things too, like mangoes lemongrass to get extra mercine in. Yeah. Um, if you take them 45 minutes prior, it actually helps the medicinal value work better within your body. And it's not necessarily the same effect of your terpene and cannabis, but it has those same medicinal properties that is flowing through different origins of your body to help you more. Right. And that's also based on opinion and fact because there's chemistry behind it right so yes. when people are sitting back at home and they're like weed is weed and this is that and that you can't curtail yes you can if you ever sat on a couch and got super paranoid when you were smoking and you thought you had the same high from the same guy like she said out the back alley that had to give you something, but you don't know what that strain is. They could tell you it's anything. There's no testing there to tell you what's good and what's not on that. And so if you're sitting down at home and you're getting super paranoid and you're like, this is not the high that I had the last time, that was the, terpene, the actual terpene profile of that cannabis that maybe does not work with you well. You know, maybe it's too much pining that does it for you. Maybe it's too much terpinaline, but you're not going to know this medicinally until you help yourself. The problem with that is, and I think that Sarah can totally dig this when I say it is affordability. There really isn't much affordability, especially for patients that need high quality and high quantities of cannabis, either whether it be RSO intake or it be edibles mm -hmm. or whether it be smoking cannabis. It's just not affordable from a dispensary level on an everyday basis to purchase cannabis in high qualities and quality and quantities and you know be able to sustain through the year it's not 
it's not realistic. So I'm sure you've, you've had that issue. Oh yeah. 100%. I think there's an impossible factor with it. And I think so many times patients have shame. They think, you know, well, if I could afford more, if I could do this, if I could maybe push myself to work and then I would need more, but then if you're pushing yourself to work, you have more pain and then you need more cannabis. So you're constantly paying catch up. It just doesn't make sense. You know, I think the realistic thing is the more plant medicine that we have, the higher quality of life, the majority of us have, and not just me with my pain, people with seizures, right? You have, you know, people are dying from seizures all the time. When you have a seizure, you have a high risk of, of brain injury and death. And when you take cannabis, oftentimes that can be their medicine, right? But it's not always accessible. It's not always affordable. Like I said, I would have less pain if I could take a gram of RSO a day, if I could use the medicine that I need the right way. But that's only used for special occasions because of the cost, because we can't necessarily go and take a thousand milligram chocolate bar because it's impossible because who can actually afford that? You know, patients right. can't afford that. We're offering scraping pennies to be able to afford our copays and cost of care. And then you put cannabis into play. And I mean, we go to food pantries to make sure that we have food in our house so that we can have our medicine so that we can get out of bed and actually make ourselves a meal and be able to eat that meal. And I think that's oftentimes what, you know, people don't look at the greater picture of that. You know, they see a patient coming in well, they're getting ounces, you know, they must be doing great. Well, they need more than that. They're getting ounces and that's just hitting their bare minimum of what they're able to afford with their pain levels. And there isn't a huge unfair factor. And I think a lot of times the psychological torture and always knowing there could be more relief for you, but it's unaccessible due to the cost. And a lot of times we do need to look at that as bud tenders too and say, you know, let's not look at all the contest. And, you know, if you have to sell this shatter and we're going to sell three of these shatter to you and we're going to push it, we're going to push it. But that might not be what that patient needs. And you're convincing them because there's a contest and your bosses are telling you to, but that patient is depending on that right amount of medicine that they need to get through their week, to get out of bed, to be able to eat, to smile with their family and so forth. There's so many things that cannabis helps people for and we can't do that to patients. We really need to listen to them and find what they need that's best for them if they don't know. And that's the responsibility that, that blood tenders have to recognize that they have. It's just not just selling somebody some weed just to get high or anything like that. That's like you're giving somebody their medicine. So it's just not you know, oh, let me get them just the highest THC or this that's the most popular thing that's popping right now. You really have to listen to them and figure out what they really, really need. And so I think blood tenders have to really recognize, I don't want to call it the power, but it's just that responsibility that they have when they're selling somebody something over the counter like that. I think it is a, a power. Yeah. I think you can absolutely say that. You know, I walked into a dispensary as a tourist on the strip and you know, no one knew me from anybody else. I was a tourist. And that bud tender that day helped save my life because they took the time to listen to me. They said, hey, why are you here? Why do you want to try cannabis? And I explained wow. it to them. That's it. And he found that strain for me, that grape stomper that day. And it made us move 1,800 miles across the country. It's the reason why I'm here today, 100%. And the reason why I have hope for tomorrow, because that bud tender didn't see me as just a tourist. And mind you, I walked in the dispensary at one o'clock in the morning, you know, I was had tourists written all over me, all over me. And he was like, well, let's just take the time to help each person. And because of his care, it helped save my life. That is an amazing story. And that's what I'm talking about. Like that is a life changing situation for a bud tender. I, for me, I wasn't, I it took a humongous pay cut to work in this industry because I wanted to feel 
good about what I was doing and not sell things that I can't back anymore in my life, right? Because I was always a salesperson. And I was like, if I'm going to sell anything going forward, because I got absolutely tired of it, I'm going to sell cannabis because I care about it and it helps me. So it's kind of like a life-changing situation when you're a good bud tender and you really want to like change people's life. That is, She just said it. It was a life-changing situation. So when you talk about that, we're not talking about a bartender because no bartender is ever going to give you a Tom Collins that's going to change your life. Or, you know, you're not going to walk into a store or you're not going to walk into a restaurant and somebody's going to give you an enchilada that's going to fucking save your life. It's not going to make you say, oh, you know what? Let's move over here. Those yeah, let the enchiladas were delicious. We got to move to Vegas because of those enchiladas and it's never going to be there. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's it's what is life changing. So for me, when I, when you hit, when you came up to me, I didn't. When you left me at G4 Live, I was like, man, I wish I had so much more to say because I feel like I didn't. And I had told my wife this little story on the sidelines after we had talked. I looked at her and I said, oh, my God, I hope that she sends me an email, a smoke signal. I hope I go at an event and I see her because at that moment I felt like I didn't give you the attention that you needed or deserved. Um as a person that's coming into the cannabis industry and you're doing extra steps to help other people, even though you don't, as people, we don't have to do that. You know what I mean? But she got her voice out there and I noticed too, and I don't know if this is still going, you have a website um, that was connected to your link tree. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. And it, and it actually touched on the affordability part of, um, how people can get some sort of help because honestly, there's not enough. There's not nearly enough. So shout out to dispensary owners and to brand owners and people of that nature. It is very important for there to be an affordability behind the cannabis for our med patients. Um, they need it. And honestly, we can't just sit there and pigeonhole the situation and be like, well, a lot of people have, you know, medical cannabis idea. Yeah, they do. And yes, we made it way too easy for people to get them. You know what I mean? But there are patients out there like Sarah who need that. And and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a lifetime, lifetime long experience that you had with this gentleman. How long did you spend with the guy who helped you out with the grape stomper? Um, probably I'd say 15 minutes, not even 15 minutes. And then um, I actually ran into him again once I moved to Vegas and I was able to say thank you. And it, it's tough because I don't know where he works now or anything like that. But in that moment, I was not emotionally in the right place to be able to truly explain to him that he he really saved my life that day. But I was able to at least say thank you through tears right. and say, hey, I, I moved here and, you know, I'm I'm here, yeah. you know, but I wish so much that I could I could find him again because Truly, it's just the most beneficial thing. And he could have gave me anything that day. And if it wasn't high mercy, I would not have probably moved here. And I would be in a very different situation in my life right now. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I was like. And I know we wanted to piggyback because I did mention the website. Um, you do have a website, right? Connection. on. I was looking on your um, Instagram and on your link tree, you had a connect website almost, I do believe. For people uh, who need CBD um, for affordability measures that they can't, 
there's just the ends and that meet the means when they when it comes to affordability in cannabis because it's almost like the dentist right you're going to get so much help and then the rest of it has to come out of pocket that's the reason why there's so many issues out there and why so many people can't see dentists same thing for the cannabis industry this stuff is not free and for people that need it one gram of rso a day in the grand scheme of things it doesn't sound like a lot especially when you have brands and big companies making hand over fist money. I feel like there could be some sort of an outlet for people that do have medical cards or maybe a step further. Hey, this is the background history. Please give me some help on this situation because I could really use some curtailed uh, stuff and not, uh, medicine. But not only that, I can really use the help with education and we need to have more educated bud tenders out there. Now, we were talking about this, and I know this sounds stupid because I always say they require two years of cannabis experience in order for you to be a bud tender. And yes, the cannabis experience is necessary. You have to have the education. I always mention that it's like, oh, yeah, you have the retail knowledge. You're going to go real far. But honestly, for me, I have to retract a little bit on that. You, The experience is really, really key because people like Sarah just make you reel right back in and be mm-hmm. like, Man, needing that two years of cannabis experience is like key as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tying in with having a little bit of retail background is just beneficial. So for me, I feel like we have the opportunity as influential people in the industry to say, hey, let's do something, whatever we can do. Hit us up on high bud tenders because I know a lot of people out there. And if this even strikes a small chord with you, it's very, very important to think about the aspects and what we can do. We'd love to get involved and we can also help Sarah. Sarah, if any of the people out there that are working in the industry and they're like, you know what? I'm going to talk to Sarah. I want to find out what I can do. What's your best? What, what's the best way to get in contact with you to be like, yes, this is. Absolutely the best way you can contact me and all that good stuff. Through my Instagram and LinkedIn is perfect. I'm at rising underscore zebra on Instagram and then Sarah Schweifel on LinkedIn. And then I can give you all the links there in my email as well to get in contact with me. Um, And then I did want to touch on the affordability, like you said, because we do need these programs. And I think so oftentimes we need to understand that, you know, patients matter. We need to keep them at the forefront. But why? And oftentimes, I mean, I understand I come from a world of balancing P&Ls. I come from a world of running businesses before uh, my illness took over. So I understand that a business needs to make money. If we don't make money, we don't have bun tenders when we'll pay people, it fails, right? So with that being said, when you take care of a patient, a patient can take care of your business back. We are your returning customers. I'm not coming there to get stoned. I'm not coming there to buy RSO to put guacamole to have a fun Saturday or Sunday with my friends. I am coming there to be your continued customer, to get out of bed, to function, to have less pain, to live my best life. So when you take care of me and you offer me a 10, 20, 30% discount, which is absolutely affordable when you balance it, I promise you it is. That's something that helps me get more medicine, live a better life. And then as a business owner, it helps you get more customers because you have patients that are going to continuously come back. I'm not just there for a Saturday. I'm there every single day of my life to be able to continue living the way I need to. So take care of us. We take care of you. That's why you need to create these programs. I mean, of course, there's the humanity aspect, but unfortunately not all brands will see that. So I think them comprehending that 
if it's just that simple. We take care of you, you take care of us. That's it. And in the grand scheme of things, because they talk dollars, that only made sense to me. Because you're making all this money, but it is really on your return customers. I know that when I walk into the dispensary, I don't even want to know how much I spent that year. There's a dispensary that can absolutely tell me. And one time I was super disgusted. I was like, oh my gosh, this really sucks, you know. <laughs> and I had to come home with that information and kind of, <clears throat> this is the budget. And But that helped your quality of life, though. Oh, it absolutely so did. But if it was a little bit more affordable for people that had those cards, exactly. maybe even had programs for people that, you know, not necessarily for me. No, no, yeah. yeah. But for people that do have more debilitating illnesses, that would be, that's so important because I think that we're losing sight of at this point what it means to be a medical patient in this industry. It's not just about cutting the line. I don't know if it's because maybe um, how easy it is to get a medical card now. What do you think? Yeah, I I do. I believe that, you know, it's just uh, kind of, it became just a regular situation with recreational where you're like, okay, we're now real busy. So we need to push these patients along. You know what I mean? Like really you have to know what you're doing. Yes. Got it. But when you do have a patient and they tell you that there is an illness or something, you need to take stop for a minute and take your time. And if you don't know the answers, find somebody that does. There is nothing wrong with being a butt tender that's a little bit underexperienced. There's always going to be somebody that's more experienced than you. But to tell somebody some bullshit just to, like like she said, to win a contest or to make some sales, that's not why we're here, man. That's You know what I mean? So it goes hand in hand with, like, what it is you're trying to do and money, too. It also helps there when you help patients because you gain lifelong customers it's not like we're in vegas and this is like a state that is about tourists you see people one day you're not going to see them the next you may not see them ever again Um, but you have your regulars that live here and why not take care of them that's such a small thing in the grand scheme of things that really honestly for me is the needle in the haystack that i don't understand Right. Especially with veterans, too. Like we just talked about that. Why is that the needle in the haystack that you can just help? And we're we're not asking to recreate the wheel here. You know what I mean? If certain companies can give, you know, managers of certain companies 80 percent off because they work for a particular company, you can definitely show a little graces to people who have, you know, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in a year sometimes, depending on their ailments. I used to have a customer that came in and used to max out on RSO mm-hmm. three times a week. And I wish there was something more that I could do for that gentleman because I think he made as much as I did. So I really didn't, I didn't know how he could possibly afford anything. So that's just bad. That's just bad news. So I'm so glad that you came on, Sarah, because I feel like this is something that needed to be addressed a long time ago. And we talk about all the fun and the great stuff that happens with THC and cannabis. And this is what's happening. And this is what's happening in cannabis right now. So on top of having the good times and we have all these events and all this kind of good stuff, we have to utilize that stuff more for, for the better, for the greater, the better good, the good, whatever it is. We need to get better at this situation because it really, really breaks my heart 
that this even happens, you know, and I came into this industry to provide and help just like you, Jerome. Yeah. What can we, as, as our platform, we're going to always try to do something, but if, sir, if there is anything that you can peep out there for anybody, any information that you want to give to anybody out there that's like, hey, this will be helpful, or can someone like donate to certain uh groups or anything that people can do out there by ways of not living in Vegas to help with this situation? I don't necessarily know if there's any programs or groups that can be donated to, unfortunately, because there are no programs or groups that I have found myself. Um, I actually personally myself, I currently do not have a medical card. I'm working on getting one now. The world's opening back up and now I'm in a place where I can. But when I first moved down here, it was you need medicine to be able to function to get out of bed. and, And that was it. It wasn't spending a few hundred dollars on a medical card, you know, and I think sometimes and and think of everyone as a patient, as a bud tender. I think that's really important too. recreational people might not realize necessarily that they're taking it and it might be helping them with something, you know, whether it be, you know, a mental health problem or depression or anything like that. It can be helping them. You know, you can learn about certain terpenes like humulene, for example. People hate the munchies. A lot of people hate the munchies. If you have a terpene like humulene in it, then you counteract the munchies. So by really taking your time with every single person, you're letting everyone choose the right experience and really just understand as a bud tender, if these programs aren't necessarily available right now, it doesn't mean that we need to sit quietly back and wait for them to happen. We need to keep our voices continuously be heard until they happen, until we have programs like this, till we have affordability, till we have accessibility for all. So we're not, you know, moving to different states to try to get access. These are things that we need to continuously talk about and Within the industry, you guys have a a wonderful advantage to have your voices heard to your bosses and to executives and anyone in your stores. Just keep your voices heard. Hey, we need discounts. We need programs. We need to help patients. Keep us at the forefront. And I promise eventually there will be a change. We just need to not sit back and wait for the change to happen. We need to keep talking to make that change happen. Let's do something, whatever it is. Somebody out there, we can start something. I'm going to look into it myself. And definitely, if there's anything you folks can do out there, man, anything at all, let's talk about it. Uh, Sarah's available, too, to talk about it. Um, I'm sure that uh, this is probably going to be super helpful for a bunch of people out there. So I'm super glad you came on, for sure. Absolutely. Before we let you go, we have to know, though, what do you smoke, though? So I buy mainly off terpenes, realistically. I smoke some strains of, like, Lavender Dones, Chernobyl, Grape Stomper, but unfortunately, not all the times it's breeding what I need it to. Mm-hmm. So I buy off of terpenes and price. So my strain varies all the time. You know, so many times they're like, what strain works for EDS? And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know, you know, what that batch is reading. I have no idea. I need to see numbers, lab I results. It. I love it. You know, so for me, it's I just buy high mercine, high linalu when I can find it. I love linalu. I love karyophyllene and limonene as well as the subterpenes. Um, Pinene is a beautiful one. And... I just look for the best price and the best one that can match exactly what I need from my body. Right on. Hell yeah. She smoking on Rocky. Uh, GLP. Once again. Max Stomper. The Max Stomper. Yeah. Hell yeah. So good. Um, Honey Labs, again, on that for the win. Really good stuff. High Mercy on that last batch. Of, I can't remember what it was. It was cookies, but it was so delicious. And it had a lot of high mercine on it. And I was super happy after I 
finished smoking, so definitely got to hit up that honey lamps. You've been smoking out of your Puffco? Or... Oh, yeah, the Puffco oh, all okay. the way. Yeah, nice. for a low time. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a super huge, like, you know, I'm not a super huge dabber. So, for me, it's like this, and then I'll add some wax to this. It's just a bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah, talk about spending money. It's a waste. Um, so we thank you folks for listening out there, Sarah. Um, if anybody wants to contact you about anything whatsoever, I know you had given us info before, but if anybody had questions for you, because this is the first time, to be honest with you, I've heard about your ailment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, please reach out to me on Instagram at rising underscore zebra, and I'll give them my contact information as well to leave below, but rising zebra 2018 at Gmail, you can please contact me through there. Um, I will definitely get back back in contact with you. I love to help anybody that I can. And if you're out there and if you'd like to chat, I'll be here. Yep. Oh, I also have um, terpene education sheets on there as well. Oh, yeah. I have a highlight bubble. So I have um, 20 plus terpenes where you can learn all about the benefits, where you can find them naturally, um, CBD information, CBG, all that fun stuff. So just really trying to share as much information and the raw and realness of chronic illness on there. So Come join me, Rising underscore Zebra. Yep. Dispensaries, if you also want to discuss any kind of program that might be feasible, definitely contact her as well. Honestly, I think it's a, she has a great story. I, I really think you should listen, folks, because um, it's a game changer for the industry, and we need to start rethinking the way we do things in the industry just a tad bit. Let's, let's care. Let's bring the care back uh, into cannabis for sure. Uh, we thank you folks for listening. We are at High Bud Tenders on all social media platforms, www.highbudtenders.com, forward slash podcast for the podcast, forward slash shop for our shop. We thank you for listening. And as always, stay high, Bud Tenders.